Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Vault Dwellers and Wastelanders, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. It is another patron chat week because we are at the end of November already, and we've got some crazy cool news that came out about the Fallout TV show. So I've gathered together our patrons in order to go over all of the details, the things that we know now, the new information that's come out, the new screenshots, all of that stuff, and get everybody's perspectives on the information. And to join me on this is this full cast of patrons this week. And I'm going to read out everybody's names. And then on the count of three, you're going to all make a sound of a vault door opening up into the wasteland. Vault 33 opening up. It's all going to be one communal sound that they're going to use in future. Maybe I'll use it in future things as a sound effect. We'll find out. All right. We've got joining us again. Uh, Pumpkin King, Nova, Everett, Void, Lil Green, AK Spartan, Conman and Maverick on the count of three get ready to make your vault door sound here. We go three two one <laughs> That was that was spot-on that was perfect <laughs> Welcome back everybody and welcome if you not back if you've been here before welcome back if you're new Thank you for joining us uh, Here we go friends. Let's just di- we're gonna dive into this. We have information about some of the specific characters We knew about some of the actors now. We know about some of the characters We've got some screenshots and just a reminder to all of you I've posted the link to the Vanity Fair article, which has a bunch of information, a bunch of pictures. So if you want to reference any of these things while we're while we're hanging out talking, pull up that link in the Discord. Um, here, let's let's get into it. First of all, just I, I want to get some general impressions. How do you guys feel about this? We're only a few months away from a Fallout TV show. We know it's going to be canon. We know it's going to be like something like 216 years after the bombs drop. So we're talking much later in the timeline. We've got ghouls, we've got vault dwellers, we've got brotherhood, we've got a bunch of the things that you would expect to see, and we actually can see them now in pictures, which is which is amazing. So just let's just open this up to begin with. What do you, what are your thoughts? How do you feel? Pumpkin, how do you feel about this? So like you know, early on everyone was like up in the air and all that. I was really excited when they announced it. And when now that I'm getting, you know, we're getting our first looks at it. I think it's looking really good, and I like the how the ghoul, like how he the ghoul looks, and how he's got his whole outfit and the cowboy, and the, the cowboy suit, the cowboy. Yeah, because it's over. It's on the west coast. We're going back west. That's what I'm really excited about. And then, um, it looked like almost like one of the screenshots where it shows the back, and it shows like there's the plane, the front of the plane hanging off, and all that almost reminded me of Megaton. Uh, the plane hanging. Oh, oh, the, where it looks like we're. It almost looks like. Okay, so that that picture here. Let's let's just dive into this. We have a picture. It appears to be the female vault dweller, and her name is uh, Lucy. So this is played by Ella Purnell, and I'm going to just read through this. This is, this is how we're, we're just going to roll with it. We're going to roll from one topic to the next. Uh, Ella Purnell is playing Lucy, who is an optimistic but by but naive young vault dweller who has an all 
can-do American spirit. <laughs> she has a peaceful and idealistic nature that will be tested when the group is threatened during her adventurous trip outside. So it seems like she's leaving the vault for some reason. And that image that we're talking about appears almost like you're looking from the vault opening up or maybe not. Maybe this is just part of the fuselage of that plane looking at what appears to be a like a little town made out of junk. Like it's got, it's got like Diamond City vibes going on for me. What do you guys think about that? Void. So if you if you read any of that article, um, it said uh, it was Philly, which was a junk, which looked like a junkyard. Oh yeah, underneath the yeah 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 under, what underneath was actually the a town full of survivors. And to me, Philly sounds is a nickname for Philadelphia. Right. Um, well, here let me let me read it. It says uh, Ella Purnell's Lucy enters Philly. That's in quotes. An apparent junkyard that is actually a town of survivors in the remnants of greater Los Angeles who cobbled together the village from scrap. Um, so I, I don't know if this is directly outside like the vault entrance, like nobody leaves the vault, like it's a 101 kind of thing. And then finally somebody leaves and they're like, oh, there's people right outside. Or if this the image like the the shot is coming from a different angle. But it appears to be a place called Philly in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I just scanned through. So, yeah. Interesting, right. right? Like junk places. You've got like uh, a bunch of tin looking roofs. You have these hodgepodge together letters on the top of one of the buildings. You've got the front of a plane that's kind of hoisted up on top of some sort of platform or something. You got like a smokestack and you can see in the distance what appears to be the ruined skyline of Los Angeles. So there's a lot going on in that in that image. Void, did you have any other thoughts about any of that? Or just calling out the Philly name? I was mainly calling out the Philly name, thinking that it was like a remnants of Philadelphia. Um, but I mean, wasn't Megaton the one surrounded by a bunch of junk? Yeah, it had like a junk wall. And in the image, you right. can kind of see a very similar what appears to be. Yeah, I just said it kind of it gave the feeling of Megaton because yeah. like, I remember it, it always had those like the, the 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 head of the plane reminds me of like when you walk first get into Megaton, you see the jet engine. Mm -hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you look at the background, it, it, there appears to be a wall like a like a very large wall made out of what might be containers like big old containers stacked on top of each other. Uh, but you've got that kind of like artificial city wall made out of junk kind of thing going on. Um, so cool stuff. Any other thoughts on this one? No, I have some. Yeah, Nova. Yeah, so look at the picture closely. It looked they are shipping containers, and so I'm I'm guessing that they were probably drugged there from the port of L.A. or maybe even there's a rail yard nearby that they were scavenged from. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like what she's in is the rest of the body of the plane. So if you see the struts on the side, that looks right. like the body of the plane. Right. And so is maybe L not, probably not LAX, but maybe just a, a plane crash. Um, so. I'm, uh, I'm not really sure what else to say, but I was just looking at it closer while you were talking. I just wanted to chime in and say that it is uh, definitely rail yard, uh, rail yards, but there's trees growing on top of it. Um, the background of the city doesn't look like it's hit by, directly by a nuclear weapon. 
So it may they might be just be the intact. bones. It might just be the bones of what's left over of those tall buildings. You know how sometimes right. in movies and things you'll have like the skeleton of the found like of the tall buildings, but most of it's yeah. blown out. I mean, it is called the boneyard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And we haven't seen the boneyard for any in any of the modern Fallout games. Not, so. not, not any 3D no, capacity. No. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Also, if you look at her character, she's wearing you know, like her vault suit and she's got this backpack with like a bedroll and it, the Vault-Tec logo you can see on it. It's very like it's kind of dim, but you can kind of see the Vault-Tec logo on the bag. Um, so we're, we're getting that vault dweller leaving the vault for the first time looking like a vault dweller and everyone else in the wasteland knows what a vault dweller looks like, you know, like that kind of thing. So I think that's probably going to play into it a little bit. I hope I hope they're going to use the uh... The uh, blue moniker yet again, just like they, just like Piper did. I hope that's a reference they're going to make. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about some of these other images. The the very top one at the Vanity, Vanity Fair article has her leaving the vault, and you've got the that expression on her face, which represents the same thing so many of us felt the first time we left a vault in one of the games. And you go out into the world and you can like, the sun is bright and you can see really far and you've, you it's like, what is what is this place? What's all this stuff out here? Everything That's just looks the like face I make whenever I leave a movie theater in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's very similar, sure. Yeah, her hands yeah, up. Great. Yeah, yeah, and she's got her bag, she's got the vault suit, she even has kind of a brace on her arm it's it's not a pit boy i don't think it looks just kind of like a leather brace like it's part of her equipment do you think maybe there's a pit boy on the other arm because that one's out of frame that would be her left arm that's out of frame the pit boy's always been a left arm i don't spend the right arm actually it's it's not the left arm in fallout 4 I believe yes, it's on the left arm. Yes. Fallout yeah. 4. yeah, I believe That's it's right. always. I'm, I'm searching through all of my memories right now, trying to remember where it usually comes up from. Yeah, it's on uh, the left. Uh, if you look at the other image of her and her, fa- what it looks like her father, he's wearing a Pip Boy on his left arm. So that and matches the game. If you go back games. to the right. first image of the, of the the town of Philly, you can see it on her left arm there. Oh, you can see it there too. Okay. Yeah, you can oh, see, yeah, yeah, see it there. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, real. It's, yeah, and she it's, has her hand on her pistol, it looks like. Yeah, it's real dim, oh. and her hand is just past the, the bag. But yeah, you're right. You can tell there, there's like a shiny screen or something on the edge of that. And then the very bottom photo, you could you could clearly see what it's going to look like. Um, yeah, the, the picture of her. I guess that's her and the director, I think. Uh, Jonah Nolan, who's kind of one of the guys running everything. And yeah, you can see the you can very clearly see it on her, on her wrist there. Um, so, so far, a lot of like very, very exactly what you would expect kind of stuff about just taking a game and making it real world, you know, like, like if somebody had posted a picture of her and uh, Jonah Nolan here and we didn't know there was a Fallout TV show, we would, we'd all probably be like, wow, that's a really cool cosplay. Good yeah. job. <laughs> You know, um, which is cool. I, I think that's exactly the vibe. And I know Todd Howard has he's executive producing this. There's a lot of stuff about how meticulous he was about picking out the right people to create something that was going to be canon. This is going to be canon. That's another topic. How do you feel about that actual TV show canon stuff that's happening 200 years after the bombs drop? That's going to expand our knowledge about vaults and the Brotherhood and you know, 
all sorts of other things. If Who, there was going to be a show, I would want them to commit fully to making it canon. I would have been more upset if they had played some kind of half-assed, like, non-canon thing, personally. Uh, that might just be me, but I, I I feel like that was the better route to take. Yeah, I think the other absolutely the other dynamic was absolutely. making something that was canon, but retelling a story that was already told. And that was one of the things Todd said he didn't want to do. Like the people were pitching, like, let's tell the Fallout 3 story. And he's like, we already told the Fallout 3 story. We don't need to redo that. Let's add something new. Can I add I, a, here's a, on to something here? Sure, Maverick. On to this. Yeah, go so, for it. So, um... So yeah, I, I agree full heartedly. Uh, I with something with like this being canon in the Fallout lore. You 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 gotta pull out all the stops, man. You you can't just leave it half open. I, I mean that's the but that's the way to leave everything vague. But in something like a TV show like this, you need to bring something in. You need to give us answers you yeah. can't be vague i also think it helps to tell us before we watch the show that this is canon so we don't have the conversation of well this part feels different and wait a minute does this have something to do with this because it's similar you know are they retelling this story like no this is this is new all new content it's absolutely canon and had they not made this into a tv show this could have been the storyline for a future game as far as they're concerned they're treating it with the same level of respect and care which I think is important, right? So are you all on board with that idea? Are you all like, yes, give us canon content. It's going to tie into everything we know about the game exactly how we would expect. I uh, I yeah, feel like absolutely. I'm a little bit more accepting yeah. of it knowing Todd Howard is like heavily involved with the storytelling and like picking like the, the, the actors and everything like that. I feel like if it was a situation like... um. Uh, the jumping topics world war z like the book and the movie are two completely different things i feel like and, and right my it's almost like they and, bought the rights to the name because they knew it would help sell more tickets yeah yeah and but like knowing todd howard's there and we're see and like just from the few photos we're seeing things and that like are they're, they're, just, they're just falling into place and that is like a big thing for me so like and it being canon I'm down for it because then that means like, what are they going to connect? Where does this fall in the, in the fallout timeline? Mm -hmm. Where do like, and like those of us that play the games, we're going to be picking up on references that people that like don't know about. And then like, it's just going to deepen the conversation and then bring more people to the fallout universe. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's probably going to be something like, uh, like the uh, new Vegas two that, everybody has been theorizing about and wanting since fallout four came out and then 76. And <clears throat> I mean, since it is canon, it also brings up the question, will fallout four references be made and what actually happened? Because I know there's like two or three different yeah. ways that you can go in that game. I think there's three different ways you can go out in that game. Yeah. So I, I, they'll have to decide what the ending of Fallout 4 is if we get reference to that stuff, right? Like if that actually plays well, out. Um, that, that, that brings me to something I wanted to bring up about one of the images and mm -hmm. that being the image of that that airship. So we got the Brotherhood, right? right? It looks yeah, like we've got right. a bunch because of... Uh, it looks yeah. like the Predwin, but is it the Predwin? It no, looks a little longer if I'm if I'm it, 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 it says the Castwain. It's named the Castwain. Oh, does Castwain. it show did it say it? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, well, because, so, that's yeah, my bad. I didn't, I didn't your, read um, it. 
in the lore, they the it is talked about how the Brotherhood do have like fleets of those ships. So, okay, see, I, uh, I, also, I, I miss we, that. We also know that a lot of those ships crashed around Chicago. Well, Midwest, like, right? Like, like the thing that people always forget is that those were very primitive ships. Those were basically zeppelins. This yeah. is more, much more advanced than that. This is no, not, those were blimps. This this is basically a zeppelin at this point. Zeppelins are. You know, a fair bit more advanced, and also this is using fusion technology. This is using fusion technology, while those I believe were basically the most bare bones. Going with the going, the wind is going. Uh, this is brand new technology that is using World War One era tech, and so this is a massive evolutionary step that the Brotherhood did take. And I would assume that because I did a little bit of research before this, it's called the Caswana, which is a alternative name to the Pridwin that's uh, from hmm. like Sir Arthur uh, that uh, from books of uh, whatever it is, uh, Arthur it because his round, ship was named round table. Or, yeah. The round table. Yes. You. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, in that book, there was an alternative name to the Pridwin, which was Arthur's ship called the Caswana or however you Cas- pronounce that. Caswanan. Yeah. C A S W E N N A N. Yeah. yeah. And so I would, I would assume that because Arthur, uh, not brother Maxon, I just said Arthur, because Maxon was able to reunite the West and East Coast, that he was able to transmit the plans that they, that they of the Pridman they construct on the East Coast back to the West Coast, and they just decided it was a good enough design. So they're going to begin producing mm-hmm. these as their own standard of operations. Right. Like, kind of like the, the Titanic ship design. There were actually three ships made that were almost identical. To the Titanic, yeah, same yeah. kind like of design, right. but yeah, you take a good design yeah. and then you you build it and then you make improvements later down the line. Right. Well, what's really cool about the way it looks is if you look at the underneath section of it, you have those walkways. Like it, it brings back memories of walking around the Pridwin. Right. Like it looks almost identical to the layout of the way that all of those structures kind of fit until you move up into the main structure of the ship. But from the parts that we can see, that part looks very similar yeah and right. that's, that's that's what i was saying is it was probably transmitted from the east coast to the west coast it, it, this is probably not a convergent design this is probably something that what they were told to build right right and then it's a floating aircraft carrier essentially which is so cool <laughs> yeah i just i hadn't i hadn't read the caption yet yeah yeah and there's vertebrates <laughs> there's like four different vertebrates that are flying around like near it um, you have this whole group of uh, what appear to be soldiers in white shirts. I'm assuming these are younger the recruits. Recruits, yeah. Somebody, yeah. some this group, and maybe this is their first glimpse of the actual, like this actual blimp, and they're probably like, "Oh man, look at that," or Zeppelin. something. Yeah, Zeppelin. Um, so, so yeah, some cool stuff in that that picture for sure. Uh, speaking about other Brotherhood stuff, we get a really good look at power armor. What do you think about that? What do you think about this power armor suit and uh, this character Maximus, who's another one of the point of view par- characters? I think that will be it following. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> it looks awesome. Really well, like I do want to say, it, whoever it, wrote it this article must not be super familiar with like Fallout lore because they did write just power suit knight. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, power suit. They knight. also cap- <laughs> they capitalized power suit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. 
yeah there is that i I do like because it gives out the like the bulkiness of what it really is and the power armor has been you know hinted at since they first announced the show because we when they first announced it we had they had the director who's you know sitting there and they had the power armor reach in and hand him a nuka cola bottle yeah yeah now we're finally get actually getting a full picture of the armor right and i oh it looks gorgeous Every, what what do you think? I, you started to chime in here. What do, what do you think about the power armor? Um, when I first saw the the pictures show up, um, it kind of like was a flashback to when I was playing Fallout Four for the first time, and I like saw a suit of power armor. It just kind of like hit me like nostalgia. Like I can't believe this is actually happening. <laughs> like this looks so good, and I love that they're like so incredibly accurate to the lore because i know this super super important to the community and like being able to witness this happening in real time is so cool and i'm so grateful to like watch this unfold over time yeah it's it's pretty cool also one of the things that really stands out to me is that the it physically looks like it's designed to be worn by a person this does not look like we're looking at cg art it does not look like they took the game files and like you know up them in order to put them in a movie this looks like a person wearing physical armor like they're actually walking around in a suit that could actually work in the real world that's exciting like that's really exciting to me because that feels more real and there's that feeling like the first time you come across power armor or you come across an enemy in power armor in any of the games there's this level of intimidation this like holy crap what what is this that i'm looking at and looking at this gives me that same kind of feeling that same like it's a little darth vader it's a little warhammer you know but it's like it looks freaking real does that one of, hit one you guys? of my favorite things that Fallout 4 like brought in and like made kind of different was the idea that power armor is more than just a suit of armor. It's like a vehicle. Yeah. And that 76 has continued that. Now this show appears to be continuing that tradition is something that I'm a huge fan of. I also kind of appreciate, I don't know if I'm the only one. It feels like the design of the Fallout 4-esque assault rifle he's carrying has almost been modified to look like it's specifically for a power armor wearer. Right. You took the words right so, out of my mouth. It, right. It's enormous. <laughs> it's color match. So yeah. I have been saying this for years that the assault rifle as it was designed was supposed to be a replacement or a supplementary, supplementary to the mini guns and other heavy machine guns. Because I've done, I've talked about this many times that the power armor specifically was supposed to uh be used in what is in what is called walking fire tactics essentially so this goes back to world war one so go back 105 years ago essentially the concept was that the allies were going to walk across no man's land and just firing automatic weapons at the german trenches that never worked out because you know it's humans carrying <laughs> uh carrying heavy weapons walking through mud and craters and sh- and uh, shell uh craters and, and know, all sorts of other things guns. sure yeah, yes. sure. but yes. then like i look at power armor though, i'm like this is be the perfect this would be the perfect vehicle for that mm-hmm. but because of the restrictions uh with the resource wars, we weren't able to produce enough heavy weapons to go along with the power armor. And so the soul rifle with the design of an 80 round drum magazine, 
basically copied the MG08 slash 15, machining Gewehr 08-15. That was the German version of the light machine gun from World War One. It's water. It's water jacketed, cooled. It has a four times optic on it. It has a buffered recoil, uh, a buffered stock in or a buffer a recoil buffer within the stock and it's extremely reliable weapon that would be a perfect substitute for heavy or for other heavy weapons and the best part is it could probably use by normal infantry as well as a squad automatic weapon and so it's a good basically universal support weapon and i've been saying this for years and i've been very excited to talk about it <laughs> if you couldn't tell <laughs> now, that's, those are some really good points one of the things i've always thought was one of the dumbest things in that you could do not that the games are like but that you could do in the games is put on a suit of power armor and then carry what feels like a really dinky little weapon yes. <laughs> right like i always felt like yeah. that like even if the weapon worked really well in the game and i really like using it i always felt really dumb if i was we'll in power armor with a tiny oh, weapon let's go ahead yeah yeah go ahead i was gonna say i was like the, the the little detail in fallout 4 in new vegas if you do switch to if you do wear power armor while using a handgun if you're out of power armor using a handgun then you you wield it with two hands but out of power armor like if you use vats it's only in one hand right and there was always something really cool about using like the 44 magnum and fallout out four in power armor and getting like the big bull barrel on it <laughs> right yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah i always thought like visually it, it should match in some way right like it needs to look as imposing as it actually feels to shoot it one thing i can say looking at this photos uh zip ties are canon in fallout zip ties where do you see zip if ties? you look at the back of that barrel right in front of the scope there's a black zip tie all around that barrel yeah huh. okay <laughs> Zip ties. Hey, you know the prop department. You, they, you know they they probably don't get paid that much. They yeah, they're doing Listen, like you know, considering it is Fallout, and like you just use whatever you can to make sure it works. I'm down for it. Honestly, Red I'm not trying to rip it. I'm just like, best. I'm like, hey, it, like they're doing what they can to make make it work. Yeah, it's so. been it's been two hundred like what do you say seventeen years? So 16. obviously. 16 okay mr pedantic something's obviously going to break eventually <laughs> sure, <laughs> so, sure. and so the zip ties are a good are, are a good way to do that <laughs> but yeah no like i i'm actually kind of happy to see it especially being like the brotherhood of steel like they like not everything is pristine with them they're like no they're still hobbling stuff together and like if they mm -hmm. need to like use a zip tie to put all something together they're gonna do it so i, yeah. I, I like that yeah, and some other details. Um, obviously, the suit looks like it's very well designed. The helmet looks exactly like you would think the helmet would look yeah. with all the little doodads and all the cool stuff on it. Uh, the logo, the Brotherhood logo on the chest. Yes. Armor, um, like, I mean, it, that design is straight out of the games. Like, it may be some slight tweaks, but very, very accurate. Um, they, go ahead. Also, is anybody else, like, wondering what direction they're going to take the Brotherhood in in this? <sighs> Uh, so here, wise. here, let, let, let's transition into that by talking about Maximus and his outfit. You see Maximus standing okay, behind yeah. in the power armor. I'm getting almost more Nazi vibes out of that oh. outfit. Are you guys like it comes across a little German, like the gray, uh, the long, uh, like the weight, like he's got these uh, clips and like suspenders and things on him and like pockets and stuff. But the way that oh. the the, uh, the outfit looks like it's crossed over in the front, like there's a broad double breast and the length that it goes down below his waist. All it's given me like World War Two, almost Nazi stuff. And usually that sim that that design language is usually used for the enclave 
But here we're getting something Let's that's go for the enclave. Uh, but maybe what if, what if in the absence of the enclave and with all the events of Fallout 4, the Brotherhood is turning more authoritarian. Like, what if this is symbolic of that? So to kind of go with Conman's comments, like, do you think we're going to see that sort of play out in a like they're overstepping their bounds they aren't necessarily the good guys i'd like to see some internal conflict within the brotherhood actually because there's way too much in almost all of the games except for fallout 3 where you have the outcasts but they've abandoned but they're kind of the not good people because they've abandoned lion's brotherhood because they're being good people but that's but in like fallout new vegas and fallout 4 like all of the brotherhood followers just kind of are blindly following all whatever their elder says for yeah. the most part. Yeah. So do you think that's going to be a storyline we and, see with Maximus is this idea that he, his character arc is like rah, 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 go brotherhood, go brotherhood. And then he starts having moral issues. I would love that. Actually. I would love if that was like a major plot hook in this. I feel like even just early on, I felt like that was probably the direction we would see because that, that creates a thing you can tell stories about, right? It creates gray, and then there's questions about, well, is the Brotherhood bad? Is it the leadership that's bad? Is there a specific individual that's heading things in the wrong direction? How do you manage that? And then you have character growth with, I'm, I'm assuming Maximus and some of these other main characters eventually meet up and their experiences in the world change them. I mean, that's how stories are written, right? Characters get together, they meet people, they're, they're tested, they come out different on the other side. That's the character arc thing, right? Lil? I like I'm just like going through like some of the like like uh, images of like the characters from the Brotherhood of Steel and like it seems like scribes and knights wear like a harness system outside yeah. of the power armor. Right. So I don't know. I it's too early for me to be like, oh, like just because of his character design, he's leaning towards like a not like, you know, like authoritarian a, a 1940s right. German German look right. versus like just the brotherhood of steel that i'm kind of used to seeing yeah it's 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 a similar outfit to what we're we're familiar with but i feel like there might be these like slight design elements that are kind of pushing it a little bit more in one direction but maybe i'm maybe i'm reading into it maybe that's not actually true. i mean like i guess the way i could look at it is you we might be look reading into it just and if you just look at the games themselves like i feel like each game portrays the brotherhood of steel in a different light like uh, in what like, like New mm-hmm. Vegas, they're like the underground in a sense. Three, they're more. If correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. They're more of the good guys. Four, they're like in that gray area. Yeah, yeah. Lions' brotherhood becomes way more inclusive, and they seem to be going out of their way to do things that uh, might put them in danger for what appears to be moral reasons. And then four, everything is headed more in the direction of if it's not human. We kill it <laughs> yes regardless like no if ands or buts and we're gonna go do what we need to do in order to do what we need to do like there's that like no tolerance kind of policy thing going on so yeah, yeah. so it, it depends like the brotherhood is an interesting organization in it just like a just like a corporation corporations are not good or evil 
the people who run them make good or bad choices, right? Good or evil yeah. choices. And that seems to be similar with the Brotherhood. The mantra itself of like, let's take let's take care of the technology so that it gets used and, and careful and and in good ways for humanity isn't a bad mantra. But how you go about managing that can totally change that. So yeah, it could go either way. We may even have factions. Who knows? Maybe this is just one faction of the Brotherhood and there's another faction. Maybe there's some infighting between different generals or something like that, right? Um, You're like yeah. literally reading my mind because I was just kind of having a thought of like, what if the Brotherhood outcasts or like another version of them did kind of return, but now the places are kind of swapped and the outcast yeah. Brotherhood is more like the ones who are like the, the more moral helping other people because it's the right thing to do kind of situation. And then the main brotherhood stays on the path of preserving technology and wiping out like the non-human element. And in that way, we would kind of get, like you were saying, a shift towards the brotherhood being more enclave-esque. Yeah. I mean, the, the enclave and the brotherhood are different by only a few degrees, right? It's almost, it's almost the methodology both of them want control over technology. Both of them want what's better for their people in order to do the things that they want to do, right? Those things make sense for any group that wants power in the wasteland. Obviously, the methodology is different. Usually the enclave is more fascist and what they say goes, you don't question it. And it's all for the betterment of those who they decide are worthy. The Brotherhood sometimes takes a those who they decide are worthy perspective, but sometimes depending on the leadership, they tend to be more broad and open for that. Um, so uh, there's more flexibility in the brotherhood than in the enclave perspective, but it doesn't mean that it, a group of brotherhood couldn't go full fascist if the leadership yeah. led them that way. Absolutely. It very much could go that, that direction. Um, I, I think you guys are overlooking something fairly substantial. The NCR, that's probably that's probably why everything seems so militarized. Well, obviously it's the Brotherhood, but I mean that the everything is specifically though seems like they're preparing for war because they probably are actively at war with the NCR. Last we saw of them in New Vegas, um Operation Sunburst had just happened where an entire battalion, a couple of a couple hundred NCR troopers assaulted the uh, assaulted the uh, Helios one Helios yes the Helios one power station and basically just decimated half of the half of the Mojave chapter and I would not be surprised yeah. if NCR and Brotherhood of Steel are still at war in the TV in the TV series and that's why everything is set up the way it is like uh like just look at the picture that you're talking about um Maximus is about to draw his his ten millimeter pistols N ninety nine he's wearing what is essentially like the uh, like the most standard web gearing, which for all intents and purposes, literally every single country in the early part of the 20th century had equipment just look just like that. Uh, sure, he's wearing darker clothes, which probably gives off a more Nazi vibe. But at the same time, mm -hmm. though, it's probably because it's it, 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 at the same time that you can't really say if it is more Nazi-esque or not, because every single country used web gear just like that. And it's probably was scavenged off of a dead NCR trooper or homemade. That's probably the easiest way to make it. Yeah. And, and I'm not specifically pointing out like the the actual straps and, and things like that. It's more the double breasted the way that the, the yeah. coat part of it looks, even if you took that stuff off. Yeah, that's the part yeah. that's that's hitting me more as Nazi-esque. But but yeah, I, I, I get what you're what you're the point that you're making. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We haven't seen anything about the NCR. 
So yeah, we have it. We don't I, know. I would assume though, because the Brotherhood of Steel is more iconic than the NCR, they're focusing that on, uh, uh, well, they're focusing on that to get people extremely, as you said, hyped, hyped. and excited, <laughs> right? Hyped right? And excited for the TV for the TV show. The NCR is going to be that distant enemy that you slowly get to know over the course because it appears that you're going to meet the the uh, Brotherhood first. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they're sold us sold to us as the bad guys and then we come to find out that it's actually the opposite yeah exactly like i said the yeah. distant enemy they still get to know right right well tell you what we got it <laughs> we've been going long there's always there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about we've still got more stuff to talk about let's real quick go thank the patrons and then we'll come right back and continue talking about some of the other characters we haven't discussed yet so don't go anywhere see another of general atomics finest still eager to serve all right so we at least have to take a moment to welcome our newest patrons everett who's joining us welcome thank you for being here and quinn thank you for signing up i hope you are enjoying the benefits of the patreon if you have any any curiosity at all about ways that you can help the show or stuff you can get go to patreon.com fallout lorecast check out all the different stuff like ad free episodes the t-shirt designs all of those things are posted on there and uh also we have to shout out our sentry bots germinator and sky R. thank you for your support as well and thank you to everybody who takes time to leave reviews people who have been sharing their spotify wrapped stuff on social media it's so cool when people post stuff and they're like follow follow lorecast is my favorite podcast of the year this is awesome i just watched i listened to a thousand hours or ten thousand hours however many and i'm like oh my god that's a lot of hours uh <laughs> but uh thank you thank you for all of you for doing that also we have some new reviews these ones are quick this one comes from gray ghost hunter in canada this is on apple podcast so if you leave a five-star review we'll re read these out in the future uh fallout lorecast this is just an amazing podcast they got me back into the fallout series five five out of five best podcasts listened to by me i'm going to assume that you've listened to every podcast and so this is just the best podcast period so thank you for that review gray ghost uh then we've got one from sheath from the united states who writes message to robots i've been playing fallout for a while mainly four three and new vegas and love the fallout games in general i have been looking for a good fallout pod pod, pod i can't talk guys <laughs> words are hard podcast but couldn't find one until i found the fallout lorecast keep on making great videos well thank you so much i'm glad you checked out the videos and also it appears like you've been checking out some of the uh the audio stuff as well uh hopefully we'll get back to turning more of these episodes into videos soon that's a thing i work on with some other people uh but hopefully we'll get some new ones up um but thank you for being here thank you for your support and let's move on with the rest of the conversation if you have any questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them all right, so we only have so much time left. We got about 15 minutes left. I want to read out some descriptions about some of the other characters and you let me know what you think. And of course you can use some of the stuff from the images in order to kind of fill in the gaps in your opinions and things. We have uh, Kyle McLaughlin, who is playing Overseer Hank, the ruler and leader of Vault 33, who is Lucy's father. We see him in that image. I'm assuming he's the guy with her in the image. Uh, he has noble goals and ambitions to change the world for the better. I'm getting Vault 101 stuff, like your dad trying to fix the water, leaves the vault, you have to go find him. Like, are you guys feeling that on this? I got I got those vibes, too. Yeah? I'm seeing a lot of nodding. So, so, sort of like, um, yeah, like 101 vibes where they want to keep everyone in. 
Yeah, like this clearly has been a vault that's been closed for over 200 years and the overseer wants looks like they're doing things differently because they want to help people. It, it's coming across a lot like that. I've got that kind of feeling on it. Uh, so but not too much else about Kyle and um, overseer Hank, who Kyle McLaughlin plays overseer Hank. We have Aaron Moten, who plays Maximus. He's the guy we were talking about just a little bit ago, a young soldier who is in the rank of squire within the militaristic group known as the Brotherhood of Steel. He believes in the nobility of the Brotherhood's mission to bring law, justice and order to the wasteland and will do anything to make sure that mission gets completed. Tell me I'm crazy to think that this is ramped up to 11 and is clearly the beginning of a story arc of somebody who's going to have those expectations crushed. Does that sound like that to you like gung-ho super in it the brother brotherhood's doing the right things for the wasteland law justice and order do anything to get it done yeah it feels exactly like we were just talking about <laughs> before the break yeah yeah so you so i'm not crazy you're all you're all with me on that you think that maybe we're gonna get somebody who's like i like super idealistically bought in and their world is going to change that kind of thing it's that young passion for people who are younger tend to have very strong ideals and they will well they want to do everything and anything to do what they think is right inc including going out to the streets and protesting and rioting which is sure right you know, a lot of things like that happen and so they probably bought into the brotherhood's ideals of thinking okay we need to clean up the wasteland the nuclear war happened because people are stupid and they don't need they don't have all the stupid technology so we're going to keep this for ourselves because we're the good guys right but if then, only everybody believed like we did then the world would get better that kind yeah, of exactly thing. yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, but, but then but then they see brother Max or uh, father Max stealing corn from Mr. Elijah <laughs> over there or something like that. Right. And then he, and then he's kind of second guessing. Is it necessary to have to impose this harsh of attacks upon people who are not even really protecting? We're kind of just right pilfering from them. I mean, how how much more American back. can you get than taxation without representation? <laughs> being, yeah, being an issue. Harbor. Throw their nuka coal in the harbor. Yeah. You beat me to Throw it. it. Yeah, I, I think that could be a thing. All right, let's talk about Walter Goggins. We've known about him being in the show for a while, right? Um, he seems this. He seems freaking great. And my dogs are now barking. I, I love um, this. I'm sorry. But all right. I love this. Yeah. So Walter Goggins is playing Cooper Howard. We know the name. He's he, we knew he was a ghoul. His name is Cooper Howard, a family man who previously had a family before the bombs dropped, who survived the nuclear explosions and now lives over 100 years. And I would assume over 200 years if he was there when the bombs dropped as a ghoul. A radiated human who could sustain the radiation without any issues and works now as a bounty hunter in the wasteland. He's been described as mysterious with a sarcastic, smart ass sense of humor, ruthless, but lives with a code of honor. He is the good, the bad and the ugly all rolled into the same personality type. And I'm pulling this from a Reddit post. Um, I don't have to call out the, the uh, from Surviving Phoenix is the Reddit user. And I, I don't know if they took that language from somewhere else that I didn't find yet or if they wrote that themselves. But that's hilarious. What do you think about this? Yeah, it sounds like Walter Goggins. <laughs> okay. No. He's, he's already probably going to be my favorite character. I'll tell you. Yeah. Tell you yeah that. I, he, I can already feel it. He's Hancock. He's the Hancock of, the, of this series. Yes. Right yes. yes. Yeah, and yeah. the reason why I'm saying that is... Wild West Hancock. Going back oh, to yeah. the Vanity Fair, <laughs> uh, going to Vanity Fair uh, article, um, 
talking about like the prosthetics. He's like, I need to be able to see Walton in his performance. He needs to look like a ghoul from the game, and it needs to be kind of hot. <laughs> right. Yes. Last this is what turned out to be literally uh, true. Right. Isn't wasn't isn't Todd Howard who was saying that? I think like the idea uh, is that he needs to be the kind of character who, although he's a ghoul the fan base can fall in love with and be like, yes. he's a freaking badass ghoul. I want to marry him. Right? Like, so yeah. yeah. Hancock. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for that character. He's I, I'm excited for this too. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're actually I, I, get, I like, love, so excited. I love the ghoul characters. Like they've always got great story and they're always hilarious. I've never met a ghoul character that didn't make me laugh. What do you think about his cowboy? Couple, but like, yeah. What do you think about his cowboy, cowboy outfit? Like, We've got this image. One of the images is him sitting there in a chair and he's got the Love hat. It. He's got the bandolier. He's got like everything's brown. Right? Like the brown it's very NCR. I, yeah. Well, it, you say NCR, but I've never seen anything scream more New Vegas than anything else. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is screaming yeah, yeah, New Vegas. It does look very Desert Ranger armor. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, he, he's a bounty yes, hunter. Uh, he looks like somebody who probably took that off of somebody he killed, right? Desert was, Ranger or Tactus uh, Ranger? Because uh, 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 no, 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 Desert Ranger. It probably well, because the, there's a couple of versions of the Desert Ranger, but there's I, the yeah, yeah. But I've seen more like yeah. the patrol rangers, like like the ones you meet at the ranger stations before you get halfway into the game. Yeah, where I they just, just have the normal armor and the hat and everything, not the mask and the black suit. Yeah, and, what it's right. Looking at the the one photo of like him sitting down, you can tell he has a lever action rifle, and uh, right? Yeah, because what uh, like Nova will probably be able to tell me better than this is like that looks like forty four slugs. Those are twelve gauge shotguns, sir. Yeah, those are t- <laughs> those are twelve gauge, gauge shells. <laughs> those are twelve gauge shotguns. Shells, yeah. Oh yeah, 40, that's like a yeah. that's like a Winchester eighteen eighty seven on his back. Okay, sure. yeah. I was right with it yeah. with the lever action, but like, all yeah. right, the, the slugs is all right. I'm not good with ammo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be the lever action shotgun from New Vegas, by the way. If you're if you're <laughs> if you're needing a if you're needing a reference, the eighteen eighty seven shotgun which he has right there would be the lever action from New Vegas. I hope we get a, See, I told you a, a like a Terminator reload where he like. Spins it and cocks yeah. it in one yeah. hand. No, I'm, no, it, it, it's also, impossible. It doesn't have the right. Uh, doesn't have the it, right. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter. It's a it's a TV show. They're specifically <laughs> also for horse riding. Yeah, because so they can go so, one handed. I'm also so ready to hear the voice. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's it's nice and gravelly. I bet he's you know. Right? I would love because like yeah. I've, I've only seen because that I've always seen that character the, the actor he I only whenever I see him in movies it's usually a villain it, it'll be nice to see him do something a little different for once yeah okay so 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 I, I, I want to make sure we get some more stuff in here before we have to wrap up the episode let's go down to the picture of his face what do you think about the ghoul makeup I think this is one of those things that I'm sure they were very careful about it needs to both look like a ghoul but we, like they said, we need to be able to see his performance underneath it. We need to know that that's him and, you know, like a wink and a nod, like the facial expressions are co- going to come through. What do you think? That's one I thing I want to say is, I, oh, so you go ahead. I've, I've talked a lot. I, I, I like it, honestly. It's not overdone, but it's also done just right because, uh, yeah, like the, the biggest thing is the nose. The nose isn't, isn't there. It's not there. It's a freaking black hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then also, like, if you look at his, his right ear, you can see like a piece of it's like missing. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. OK, like 
the degradation of like the cartilage is there and like the skin tightening and like just shriveling up and just losing its plasticity is there. Like his eyes look even sunken in. Right. Um, the skull, like, you can see the shape of the skull around it. Yeah. And, but like, I like it cause you can tell like, Oh, like something's off about him, but the voice is going to sell it. I, f- I feel like that's going to really make is like, Oh, that's going to be like, Oh, this is like someone who had like, some horrific burn accident to like, no, this guy is a ghoul. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's another thing you can notice here. The signs behind him are, I think some of the same signs that we see with, uh, Lucy. Yeah. Entering Philly. This is the same location. So yeah, it it appears supply store. Yeah. It appears that like, maybe this is even from the very first episode. She comes out of the vault for some reason. She runs into him wackiness ensues right like whatever whatever else happens um, i'm gonna say episode two <laughs> yeah so so we've got he's clearly out in the west he's not just wearing a cowboy outfit clearly near la the vault is near la uh but from what i've heard this show is going to span both coasts so oh. are we seeing brotherhood stuff from the east coast and somehow everything comes together somewhere it looks like it could be that way because if you if you look at the picture with the squire, I think is what they call them. Yeah, yeah, squire yeah. Maximus for a power suit yeah, yeah. knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very green and not New Vegas like at all. Yes, and that, th- this is exactly the point I wanted to make too. I'm glad you brought this up. They that's on, a good point. On TV it's shows and movies, they color grade the the frames in order to look at the color grading the stuff that we know is in the west coast is color graded yellowy orange like kind of brownish right just oh, like stop, new vegas right. the stuff that looks like it's brotherhood is color graded greenish like fallout 3 it's not or just even four or four right it's not just the fact that oh this guy happened to be bluer i think we're seeing color grading and we're actually getting nods to the games how cool is that? Uh, now, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just that this guy just happens to be bluer and so right, looks more blue. Really awesome. Yeah. Uh, they're just up in Washington State. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who knows? We don't know yet. But but that's I, mean, I can't wait for this. That's just that's just bro, it. Can you imagine like this? Is, sorry, off topic. My my brain had the idea. Can you imagine a future fallout faction of like people who live in the trees of the Redwood Forest? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that like would be too many thousand mile stare jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Call, call them. That's also true. Maybe have like Ewok, like Ewok camps <laughs> up was, in the trees. I, I, was, I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking more of the Lorax. New cryptid. The Lorax. Yeah. All right. So there's Don't one more. There's one more character I have to mention before we wrap up this episode. Michael Emerson is playing a wasteland scientist who is obsessed with studying the world and will do anything to continue and advance his research. Again. Anything to do this, anything to achieve this, anything to continue and advance his research. What his research is, we don't know. Uh, he's playing a character named Wilzig, W-I-L-Z-I-G. Scientists looking to advance things at all costs. That's That screams evil villain to me, or Wil- the Wilzig, master. Is that the, is that the only name that's there? That's all we know, Wilzig. That is the, the most the fallout name scientist name I've ever heard. Yeah, right? Right. Is this I'm wondering if it's former enclave, maybe yeah, form, former <laughs> enclave. Yeah. Somebody who's former enclave, somebody who's manipulating the, the FEV again for some reason. Maybe it's a good reason, but it goes off the rails, you know, like that would be very fallout. 
So, all right. Well, <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much. This has been super fun. Uh, I know we're all pumped about this. And even just chatting with you guys and going over this in more detail with you makes me even more excited because of all the things. And heck, if half the things that we just like estimated came true, that would be amazing, right? So, all right, let's go through. We're going to go through everybody's names on the screen the way I can see you and feel free to shout out anything that you've got going on that you want to shout out or just say thanks for being here and all that stuff. Uh, Pumpkin, you're up first. So first off, I'll be in the chat after this show. I'll probably be in the Hangout chat. So if anyone wants to talk, I'll be in there. Um, but on the I Discord. Those of you yeah, on, on the, the Discord, chat sorry. right now in the, in the Twitch <laughs> chat. On the Discord. Join join our Discord. Join the after show <laughs> chat. But yeah, I also I do have a X twitter whatever i don't i think it's weird um the it is the it is the the pumpkin king the e is a three and the eyes are ones and i do mainly cosplay stuff again i haven't been able to because life's been getting in the way sure you know cool. how it is cool but uh yeah you can always talk to me on the discord i do i i, get, I try and game every weekend so I, I do playstation mainly so i do a lot of 76 and i've been doing a trying to get my responders thing off the ground so but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's jump awesome. on jump on the Discord, send Pumpkin a note and play some games together. Absolutely. Nova, you're up next. Yes. Hello. Um, so I have a YouTube channel that is Supernova Capital S, Capital N, Zero Capital V, Capital A. Look for the Golden Retriever icon. I had actually just posted a video about Sunset Sasprilla uh earlier today, and I, I figured it out. Two of my clips were corrupted, and it kept crashing the program for some reason, Tom. Mm, so, mm. yeah, it kind of sucks. I had to go back and record all of those. We talked about this on, on the Starfield Lorecast a little bit, and so I was updating Tom what happened. But anyways, though. I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, it took far too long for me to realize that it's these stu two stupid clips. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, though, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, life has been going that keep me very busy, but I started doing a few YouTube shorts. I am mostly either doing individual characters so just small little characters doing their lore or i also start doing real life comparisons of the guns in game to the guns in follow i just did the cowboy repeater and so if you're interested you can uh, check my shorts out or well not check my shorts i'm, check wearing, out I'm not my shorts right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wearing those though it's too cold here right now it's just got, done, got I've, done snowing i'm even wearing here. a jacket i live in florida <laughs> yeah look it's... at you doom guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah doom guy's under there yeah yeah, so I, that's basically what I've been doing. If you're interested in fall lore, then come check my YouTube channel out. I'll, I will also eventually be doing Call of Duty, Zombies, and Halo. Nice. Cool, man. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. All right, Everett, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad that you were here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok um, under my username. It's Everett thing. E-V-E-R-E-T-T-H-I-N-G. Clever. Um, I post there, post on all those platforms pretty frequently. Um, I don't really post too much about Fallout as of right now, but I hope to in the future. Um, I talk a lot about mental health and LGBTQ plus awareness. Um, if you're interested in that, you can check it out. If not, you can just talk about Fallout with me. I'd be happy to talk about it for hours. Awesome. Um, I'm also on Discord. I just joined um, probably about a month or so ago, so I'm still trying to like figure everything out. But I'm willing to chat if you'd like to talk. So my DMs are open. That's very cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. 
Void, you're up next. You got anything to shout out? Well, uh, I have a Twitch, uh, V01D696. Um, I stream every now and then. I haven't been lately. Life's been getting in the way. Um, I do have a TikTok, um, the Avalanche Welder, spelled out, no spaces. Um, I post some welding content on there. Um, I have a truck. It's a Chevy Avalanche. Um, so, and I've been doing some modifications of that. Um, and I'm always on the Discord. So, awesome, awesome. Well, alrighty. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, Little Green. You got anything to shout out? Not really. Um, the only thing is, you know, if you want to see my photography work, uh, you could always look me up on Instagram at Little Green underscore Photography. Um, uh, I've actually had quite a few of uh, our listeners follow me on there, and it's actually nice to, you know, see people uh, finding me from here. That's great. So, uh, yeah, I really, I've just been working a lot. Hopefully, get some personal stuff out there soon. Awesome. Yeah, building community is is so cool. Like when everyone's yes. like, I like this, you like this, let's be friends. <laughs> you know, that's so cool. Uh, well, thanks, Lil. AK Spartan. I know you got stuff, right? Like new things. Yeah, yeah. So I am uh, I am in the Rocket Club, and I have been working on uh, uh, getting everything ready for the launch of the Elden Archives, which is a uh, From Software or Elden Ring lorecast for the uh, network. Um, so everything's been I've been working towards that. That should be getting pretty soon. There, we're getting just everything checked off for getting everything done to get that put out officially and get that started, so people can look forward to that pretty soon. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it too because that lore is dense. And I'm glad that somebody else is doing the research instead of me. <laughs> so I get to just listen and enjoy. So that sounds awesome. Well, good luck with that. Um, and I'm sure we'll update people next month on like, hey, it's out. Go check it out. Go look it up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the plan. So yeah. cool. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Con man. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, not really this time. I'm just uh, just happy to be here. hope everybody uh, enjoys that's being here <laughs> <laughs> cool man <laughs> thanks <laughs> and then maverick maverick what do you have going on maverick's still there is he driving his truck and now we don't have signal well i can speak for Mag maverick a little bit he does the fallout roundtable so if you're looking for more fallout content from stuff on the network and people talking about com conversations like this all the time that's what that show's about you should go check it out maverick i'm so sorry we can't hear you if you're talking or maybe internet got messed up but thank you for being here and uh, thank you for all all for joining me and for being here and we're getting close to wrapping up another year come uh january we will be moving into another year of content for this show holy crap year six we'll be starting year six that's crazy uh but thank you for being here i'm so glad that you are all here and you help support this and you make this possible so thank you for being here all right that's going to do it we'll see you next week with another regular episode stay safe out there and keep i don't know keep the hype for the tv show going because hopefully we still get some more information before it launches in a few months all right see you all later bye everybody To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.
So if you're still sticking around and wondering what's going on with the rest of the extra few minutes here on this episode in the episode end, uh, before we wrapped up the recording last night, or actually after we wrapped up the recording last night, uh, Silas reached out and sent a uh, recording of his thoughts on the topic because he wasn't able to make it to the chat. So I'm tacking it on to the end here so you can hear Silas's thoughts. Uh, here you go. And thanks, Silas, for sending this in. Hello, everyone. Um, this is my thoughts and opinions on the topic from this month, which is um, all about the screenshots and the interviews with Todd Howard about the new Fallout TV show. Um, long story short, I am very cautiously optimistic about it. Um, as with any video game movie adaptation type of thing, it can either be really, really good, like The Last of Us, or um, in my opinion, the Halo TV show, or it can be very, very bad. Um, kind of like, in my opinion, again, the Uncharted movie, which I was a huge fan of. Um, from what we have seen so far of screenshots of sets, um, pictures of cast in their costumes, the power armor, um, from what we've seen so far, I am very excited to finally get an actual trailer. Um, I know that they released um, a exclusive trailer recently at one of the, I think, Gamescom it was. Um, I'm really excited to be able to actually look at that through an actual TV screen instead of watching, you know, phone recordings of other people watching it. Um, I'm very excited to see Walter Goggins' portrayal of his character. I know that he is a very um, cunning and creative guy, and a lot of his characters follow a pretty similar roguish archetype. Um, and he's always been very good at playing that kind of character. Um, and I really like the choice of makeup they chose for him to be the ghoul. It's very minimalist, but it still really gets the point across of what the character is. Um, another one of my thoughts is just with regards to the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, personally, I'm not a big Brotherhood of Steel fan. Um, and I really hope that they show both the good side and the bad side to the faction itself. Because in Fallout 4, it's a very polarizing topic of whether or not to like the Brotherhood of Steel and their message that they send across the wasteland. And then in my opinion, Fallout 3, the faction of Brotherhood of Steel is a lot more um, comforting and protective of everyone in the Commonwealth. Um, and I'm just excited to see how everything turns out. And I'm once again, 
cautiously optimistic. I really do hope that it works well, and I hope that they're able to make it palatable for all audiences, those of us who know and cherish the lore, and those who are new to the series who don't have the interest yet in getting to fall deeper into the rabbit hole. Um, And I just hope that they don't rely heavily on inside knowledge and inside jokes, but I also don't hope I also hope that they don't hold everyone's hand through the story and make it so that at the end of the day, it's just kind of a boring story because they just told us everything right off the bat and still like to figure everything out on our own. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts and opinions on, on the topic. Um, and if the episode didn't turn out quite like how I thought it did, then I'm just a fun little snippet in it. I hope you guys have a great day. If you need to reach me, I'm on Discord. Nothing really else going on. Um, thank you all, and stay safe out there. <laughs>